0: Welcome to the Reaching Forward podcast. Let's reach forward in faith together and let God have his way. John chapter 2 and verse 7. The Gospel of John chapter 2 and verse 7. I'm glad that you're here. It's good. God's faithful and it's going to be a blessing. God's going to take care of us. We're all going through some crazy stuff. God will bring us through to the other side. You can trust him. John chapter 2 and verse 7 Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them to the brim. And I would like to look at a theme this evening getting Jesus to move in your life. Getting Jesus to move in your life. Let's pray. Father, have your way in this service, guide your servant to preach your word and have the desired effect upon lives lives that are hurting, lives that desire a closer walk with you, lives that uh, want to know how to have a a result in God, how to have God move in their lives in Jesus name. Amen said there was a congregation that decided to have four worship services on each Sunday. And so on the internet, they posted, uh, the first one was for those who were new to the faith. Another, for those who liked traditional worship. And another, for those who had lost their faith and would like to get it back. And lastly, one for those who had a bad experience with church and consequently were complaining about it and they had their names of the services listed on the internet finders keepers losers (laughs) weepers we've (laughs) preacher which service would i be we all know what service (laughs) we'd be going to right and let's look at the word of god we find in the beginning of John chapter 2. Now, I love the gospel of John. I love the gospel of Mark. I love the gospel of Matthew. I love the gospel of Luke. The word of God is profitable for your life. The word of God is a blessing for a country. The word of God is a blessing. Uh, blessing is, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. It's a blessing for a business. It's a blessing for uh, uh, an athlete. If you're a teenager, the word of God is a blessing for you. It'll have results in your life. If you're a a seasoned citizen, God's word will affect your life. We find in the word of God in John chapter 2 that if you're just getting married, if you're taking that big leap, Marriage is a blessing. It's God's greatest team. If you're taking that big leap, you want to get God to move in your life. In whatever situation that you're in, the first way to get Jesus to move in your life. And we're not talking about going to church. We're not talking about reading your Bible. And those are good things to do. Do them. They're good. And by the way, pay your tithe if you love Jesus. Anybody can honk, right? But if you want to get God to move in your life, John chapter 2 and verse 2, And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. Invite Jesus to your marriage. Invite Jesus to your company. Invite Jesus to your country. Invite Jesus into your life. Now, it's amazing uh, these people, and we're going to see for uh, in a moment, they, they began to have a problem that they ran out of of wine in their marriage, uh, at their marriage ceremony or their marriage uh, uh, celebration, if you please, It was probably a days-long celebration. but they, they already had a problem, and they hadn't probably had their first fight yet. So we're a preacher, we're Christian. We don't, we don't have arguments. OK. Christians don't have arguments, right? Christian couples, they have intense fellowship. (laughs) Now, before they had their intense fellowship for the very first time, they had invited Jesus in. You see, we need Jesus because it's an interesting thing. When you get married, you don't want to have a mediocre marriage. You don't want to have a marriage that just gets by. Think about people that get married. Oh man, we're not we're not going to fight like everyone else. We're going to love each other, and it's a blessing. You know, keep those ideals, and I know everything might not work out exactly the way that you want, but when you invite Jesus in, Jesus will be a blessing to your marriage. If you want Jesus to move in your life, the Bible says in the book of Revelation, he stands at the door and knocks. Whenever a preacher preaches, whenever you read your Bible, whenever you go by in that church sign, it has that, that message that you read that begins to touch your heart. If you've read the chick track, it doesn't, it's not put out by chicks, alright? It's a publication, and they're actually pretty good. They're like little cartoon books with a gospel message. But Jesus is asking, knocking to come into your life. Whenever you maybe even you saw something on YouTube, we're in 2020, right? Or or uh, saw someone on a video, TikTok. I don't I don't know exactly what platform, but Jesus began to deal with your heart invite him in invite him in he said behold i stand at the door and knock if any man open he said i'll, I'll come in and i'll sup with him i'll i'll i'll, I'll fellowship with him I'll, if, they, if you don't have any food jesus will bring it invite him in i'm thankful that i invited jesus into my life into my family <laughs> into my business. I'm a preacher. Jesus is my business. <laughs> but invite him in. And then if there's a problem and you'll face them in your life, if you're in your marriage, you'll face him. Don't worry. Happens to everybody. But you see, you invited Jesus in. When you want Jesus to move in your life, don't invite him as a static like, like as a statue that you sit over in the corner, or as uh, something that you stick in the trunk, right? And, and, uh, or something that, uh, you know, you put in the bottom drawer. Invite Jesus in as an active participant in your life. The Bible says in John chapter 2, they ran out of wine. It was their, their beverage, and it wasn't an intoxicating wine. Jesus, uh, Jesus drank fruit the fruit of the vine, okay? It's like grape juice. And they probably didn't have Dasani water back then. They didn't have filtered water. So, uh, but they had run out. And there was a lot of it. It says that there were six water pots that were made out of stone. And they were, uh, the contents, they would contain two or three firkins apiece. Now, a firkin is a measurement of about nine gallons. So, three firkins in a pot would be about 27 gallons. So six jars that were all this big, and we don't know the exact size, that's 162 gallons. So there was a lot, probably a lot of people there. And so it was going to be a big problem when people had a bunch of churros and tacos. That's probably not what they ate, but they didn't have anything to drink. And Jesus' mother was also there, and uh, it said that she said unto him, they have no wine. You know, his mother knew that he was the Savior. And the Savior that you invited into your life to save you from sin. I didn't come to church because I was looking for intellectual stimulation. I didn't come to church because I wanted to hear a story. I needed Jesus in my life. There was something missing in my life. And as you serve God, there are going to be times when you face problems. Well, let me tell you. You're halfway to a miracle if you have a problem, right? A miracle is uh, an answer to a problem you can't solve on your own. If you've got a miracle, just start praising God and look to Jesus. Or if you've got a problem, say, God, I need a miracle to solve my problem. She was not ashamed to go and say, Jesus, they have a need. You know that there should be no need too big, but also no need too small in our life to go to Jesus. In the mornings, one of my the things that I usually do is I actually I listen to music, Christian music, and maybe for about an hour I go for a walk and I just get my mind focused on Jesus. The the the, the lyrics are are, are, uh, focusing me on worshiping Jesus. I begin to think about Jesus. I pray. I think about people at the church and and lift them up to God. What am I doing? I'm going to Jesus first. I've got to get all of these things, the beginning of the day, get my heart to a place of fellowship with God. Jesus, he probably hadn't uh, planned to... Do these miracles right there at the wedding feast? But he and he said, "Woman, what have I to do with thee? My hour is not yet come." But you know, God is moved by faith. When people approach approach Him in faith, ask, Jesus said, and it shall be given unto you. Knock, and it seek, and you shall find. And knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Ask. They said in the military, the only dumb question or stupid question is one that you don't ask. Well, there were stupid questions in the military, and there are stupid questions, but let me tell you, the the message there of that uh, instruction was, ask! And if you need Jesus to move in your life, don't just invite him in. When problems hit, ask! And the Bible says that, that Mary, his mother spoke unto the servants and said, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. These are the last recorded words of Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ, and how they would echo throughout time. The last thing we need to do and really the main thing we need to do to get Jesus to move in our life is to do whatever he tells us to do. And it's an interesting thing. God will direct your life. There's a very wonderful verse of Scripture that says, lean not unto thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. The Bible says that God has a plan for our life. He has, there was a, a man who was blind, and he's, he put some mud on his eyes, and he said, go wash in the pool of Siloam. There were directions. And the man went and washed, and it said he came seeing. So if we want God to move in our life, and Jesus gave some directions. He said, fill the water pots with water. Well, preacher, that's not going to work. You know, there's a lot of things we don't understand. Have you ever gone to a doctor? doesn't take any faith to go to a doctor. Sure it does. They diagnose you, even though you don't know what's wrong with you. They give you a, a prescription. Have you ever attempted to read a doctor's prescription? Good luck. They must have spent all their money on uh, medical school and not penmanship classes, because you can't read it. And they say, what pharmacy would you like? Uh, it doesn't matter. So you go to some new pharmacy you've never been to. And you give it to a pharmacist, this prescription that you can't read. And then they give you some medicine and you can't pronounce that medicine. Try to sound it out. It's like 10 syllables, right? And then you take medicine that you don't understand. What are you doing? Believe it or not, you're acting in faith. Say, that's medical science. Yeah, I know that there's science behind it, but you don't understand it and you do it anyway. My thing, my, my point tonight is... Follow the directions of Jesus. Jesus has a plan. Jesus knows what he's gonna do. And the Bible said the servants filled them up to the brim. I like that because when we want to get Jesus to move in our life, just do what he says. Just follow his directions. He said, fill them up. And they filled them up to the edge. A brim is that upper lip where it's getting ready to overflow. Have you ever filled something to the brim and it's actually, the water molecules are sticky, right? So you can actually look at the side of a glass and the the water is over the top of the glass, but the the way that the molecules of the water are, they're kind of sticking together and it doesn't overflow. It's amazing. That's how these things were. And uh, he saith, draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast and they bear it. And the governor began to taste this water that was made wine and didn't know where it was from. Why? What happened? God had moved. Because he was invited. Because he was asked. And because his directions were followed. There was a preacher, and I'd like to close with this, named John Bisagno. And he was reading this book. And his five-year-old daughter... Melody Jan came up, you know how daughters come up, and said, you know, something like this, Daddy, will you build me a dollhouse? And so he writes that he promised to build one and he went back to reading. And then it said, soon, he he writes, I glanced out the window and saw her with her arms filled with dishes and toys and dolls, making her little pilgrimage to the corner of the yard, whereby now she had gathered a great pile of playthings. I asked my wife, what the purpose of that impossible pile could be? And she said to her husband, oh, you promised to build her a dollhouse, she replied, and she believes you. She's just getting ready for it. The preacher said, I threw aside that book, raced to the lumberyard for supplies, and quickly built that girl a dollhouse. Why? Why? She acted on faith. And if you're in a place where you can pray tonight, you want God to move in your life, you want Jesus to move in your life, the first thing is invite him in. Say, Jesus, come into my life. I believe that you could save me from my sin. Well, just just come in and don't worry about all your sin. Worry about inviting Jesus into your life. Say, Jesus, I'm going to turn from my sin, but I want you to come into my life. And then as you begin to walk with Jesus, problems will come, ask him for help. And then do what he says, God will move in your life and make that starting now, starting tonight, take God at his word and let him move, fill it up to the brim and watch the beginning of miracles in your life. God bless you is our prayer.